Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is Owen Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Dawn Butler is a Labour MP who courageously stood up against the lies of Boris Johnson and was kicked out of the chamber for doing so because we live in a system where Boris Johnson can get away with lies and the people who are held to account are those who call him out on it. So I've got lots to talk uh, to about Dawn, about Tory lies, about how it's been normalised, including the normalisation of Tory racism. Uh, also interested on the whole question of the Labour leadership. Does she fancy a punt at the job? Do support us on patreon.com forward slash owenjones84. You keep the show on the road with our brilliant team and all the different work we do. Or you can use the support function in the description. Um, and do subscribe and leave us a rating. That'd be really kind of you. Uh, with that said, listen to Dawn. Hey Dawn, how you doing? Hey. Morning, Owen. Sorry you've got COVID. Um, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Not too what bad. Do, eh? What's going on? I know. You had COVID. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Thank goodness, I haven't. I was ill, but um, it wasn't COVID. Yeah. Well, so I didn't get my anti- antibodies until I got my jabs. Oh right. Okay. So you're fully jabbed. You can't get COVID, obviously, just to clarify everybody through. Uh, through YouTube, so she's not at risk. So, Don, what we're going to do? I'm just going to put. We're just going to put a little clip up of you, very courageously and honourably doing the right thing, which is calling out the Prime Minister's lies in Parliament and then facing the consequences. Prime Minister said the economy has grown by 73%. It's just not true. Reinstated nurses bursary, just not true. There wasn't an app working anywhere in the world, just wasn't true. Tories invested 34 billion in the NHS, not true. The Prime Minister said we have severed the link between infection and serious disease and death. Not only is this not true, Madam Deputy Speaker, but it is dangerous, and it's dangerous to line the pandemic. And I'm disappointed that the Prime Minister has not come to the House to correct the record and to correct the fact that he has lied to this House and the country over and over again. Order, order. I'm, I'm sure that the, um, the member will um, reflect on um, her words just saying, perhaps correct the record. Madam Deputy Speaker, what would you rather, a weakened leg or a severed leg? You know, at the end of the day, the Prime Minister has lied to this House time and time again. And it's funny that we get in trouble in this place for calling out the lie rather than the person lying. Order, order, order. Order. Can you please, please reflect on your words and withdraw your remarks? Deputy Speaker, I've reflected on my words, and somebody needs to tell the truth in this house that the Prime Minister has lied. Under the power given me by Standing Order Number 43, I order the member to withdraw immediately from the house for the remainder of the. 
Incredible stuff. I mean, I have to say that the problem is almost is, I mean, look, we've had uh, the very uh, brilliant principal journalist, Peter Oborn, um, on the channel before, and he's literally written a book, which is kind of that thick, about the lies of Boris Johnson. But the only thing is, you basically got through about 0.001% of the lies. But that point you made in that in that brilliant, brilliant speech, which you suffer the consequences for, um, that point about you, that people, that you're being held to account because you called out the Prime Minister's lies, but obviously the Prime Minister doesn't suffer any consequences. What does that tell us about our country and our politics? Exactly. I mean, we are living in this Alice in Wonderland, you know, topsy-turvy world where the Prime Minister can say absolutely what he wants, know that it's a lie, because most of the times he knows it's a lie. Sometimes he might not, but most of the times he knows it's a lie and he gets away with it. And the thing is that they've been doing this um, for the last 18 months and they've been using the pandemic as a screen to hide their authoritarian ways of dealing with our democracy. So they're trying to chip away and remove the very core of our country and that is our democracy. So the prime minister can lie that's okay. I can't say he's a liar because that's unparliamentary. He doesn't care about parliament and he doesn't care about parliamentary rules. None of the ministers do. There was a time when if you were a minister and you were found to have been bullying civil servant, you would apologise or you would resign your position as that minister. The prime minister says, no, no, it's fine. Pretty Patel can go on. It's fine. We'll just pay off the civil servant. Matt Hancock, was caught literally with his pants down, breaking the rules. Now, that would be a resigning uh, offence under any other government, not under Boris Johnson's government, because the truth doesn't matter. And so we have to call this out. You know, the Coronavirus 2020 Act, I've done a lot of work on that in terms of there are powers on the statute book that should make everybody's eyes water. You know, if you are suspected of having COVID, you can be arrested, right? Now, you have COVID, I mean, you're, you're at home, but anybody could be suspected of having COVID because it's asymptomatic. So this government could literally say, oh, I think you've got COVID, send the police to arrest you. That is actually on the statute book. I'm not making any of this stuff up. So every, in every avenue you turn to say, okay, let me tell you what, we can protest about it. Well, the government has tried to put on the statute books that you can't protest if you're too noisy. What? This is crazy. This is so I just I had had enough. You know, the week started with learning about these Tory MPs who tried to uh, pervert the course of justice by influencing a judge and a sexual assault case. And three of those MPs punishment was to be banned from Parliament for the day. I was like, what? This is, I think, what is happening to our country? You know, what is actually happening to our country and our democracy? And I just, you know, had enough, really. I mean, this is like a slightly depressing thing to say, but do you think the problem we've now got is, like, I mean, Boris Johnson himself, before he was prime minister, was already a proven serial liar. He was, he was sacked by his party leader as a shadow minister for lying. He was sacked by his newspaper editor, for lying, he falsified a quote, which is one of the worst things you can do in journalism. And if he wasn't someone from an extremely privileged background, uh, he would have undoubtedly been thrown out of the media industry, but he wasn't. He was allowed to continue falling upwards. 
But isn't mm-hmm. the problem we've got now is that this prime minister and his party, aided and embedded by most of the press in this country, who have a very partisan support of the Conservative Party, have just normalised lying to such an extent that there is no penalty. That, in a sense, they just you know they've you know it's got so far that it doesn't matter if they lie anymore because they they know there is no consequence. Absolutely, and that's what they're relying on. So they rely on the rest of us to be honourable and to abide by the rules, and all the time. They are taking the piss behind our backs. You know, they, and this is also why we have to highlight the fact that when you allow somebody with that much privilege to fail upwards constantly for there to be no consequences, when you allow a group of elitist classes, individuals to run our country, it means that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The country becomes the country becomes devoid of democracy, so they have more control. But it also means that those people in control can be as corrupt as they like, and nobody's going to hold them to account. And all of the legacy media um, made us believe that people don't care. They don't care Boris lies because it's baked in to Boris Johnson, the prime minister. So Johnson, the prime minister, is okay. He always lies. So we know that, but he's all right. He's a good laugh. He's a bit of fun. So it's all baked in. So it's okay. And I think what happened, which also surprised me that people were feeling this way so strongly that they were tired of having to follow the rules that the prime minister and the few elitists classes uh corrupt ministers at the top don't was that they've had enough too and it made me realize how important it is that we have now uh different media platforms um yourself byline uh tv byline news navara media double down news you know it it highlighted to me how important it was that the Good Law Project, the work that they've done, they deserve a medal. You know, they have taken this government to court. This government has been found wanted. This government has been found that they lied about contracts being in the public domain. There were a 100 contracts that were not in the public domain when the prime minister stood up in parliament and said, oh, don't worry, all the contracts in the public domain, if people want to see it, they can have a look at it. There were a 100 that were not in the public domain. You know, good, the Good Law Project have highlighted, they've got 
I think something like, oh, was it? I can't remember, but lots more cases to come. And what's the government doing? The irony of this, they're spending our public money defending the indefensible. So we're paying for them to defend their lies. They're paying, you know, they, they spent more money defending the fact that they gave a contract to people who were not qualified than what the contract was worth. It, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And you're absolutely, I mean, Good Law Project, Jolyon Moore and his team, absolute oh, heroes for what, for, for what Phenomenal. Open Democracy. Open there democracy. are so many, or Amnesty, Liberty. There's so many good people in this country just working hard. And I think when the history books are written, you will see all of these organizations where they will say, we tried to tell you this is where we were going and we tried to stop it. And, you know, I want to be part of the good side that said, look, I tried to highlight it and I tried to stop it by using my platform and, you know, in the, the best way that I could. I mean, I've got a couple of other questions about that and about and about you and the, the chord you've struck. I mean, before I do, the, the other, you know, there was another, I suppose, huge cut. You've had several huge cut through uh, moments which have really roused people, I think. But one of them was it was last March when on national television you again said the objective fact about Boris Johnson and his racism. Uh, you were on a panel debate with the MP Laura Trott, who was outraged. How could you? This is outrageous. Because again, we live in a country where calling out racism is seen as a more heinous crime than racism itself. Boris Johnson, of course, calling black people picking innies uh, with watermelon smiles. Uh, over um, comparing Muslim women to bank robbers and letterboxes, which caused a big spike in Islamophobic crimes on the streets. Gay people called bum boys and so on. All sorts of tank top bum boys. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do sometimes wear, you know, <laughs> on a Saturday. Um, I am a tank top bum boy. Um, but I mean, again, I mean, what does that, again, that's just becomes, I mean, we've seen it recently with the racism that our English, uh, the, the heroes of the English team, uh, national football team was subjected to when the government refused to condemn the booing of the English national team and that legitimized the racism they got. But again, so few, there's people like you holding them to account, but that, that they're being allowed, it's being legitimized. Absolutely. And deliberately so. So they've watched Trump and they've decided that this is the way we can win elections. Let's stir up some trouble. Let's, uh, let's have this kind of fake culture war, which the right use, extreme right uses all the time, you know, let's have a war on woke, you know, let's do all of this stuff and, and, and let's start creating an environment where you pitch people against each other, you know, those of us that are fighting, you know, society, fighting for our democracy, and let's just the elite few at the very top, the one percenters, let's us just take all of this wealth for ourselves and keep it for ourselves. And it's a deliberate ploy. And that's why we have to stop that's why we have to stop him. And I, you know, I think people in the UK are more um, intelligent uh, and more together and more united than this government thinks that they are. And I've always felt this. And so that's why I'm really pleased at the response, because I'm like, great. I knew that, the, you know, the, I knew this was so. I knew it just wasn't in Brent where we would stand up for each other, that it goes far and wide. And that um, panel that I was on, um, I was being attacked from all angles, all corners. It was just sort of just me. And it's like, Boris Johnson is not a racist. What? His language was racist? No, it was just unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It was racist. So Dawn, what you're saying is that you're better than everybody else. Well, no, not what I'm saying is I'm not racist. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. And 
Boris Johnson is, you know, with his language. So, you know, it was being attacked and that's what they do. You know, when you stand up, you get attacked and then you're supposed to just cower, used in the right term, uh, Secretary of State for Health, you're supposed to just cower and let them attack you instead of standing in your power and saying, well, actually, I know I'm right. Um, and so, yeah, this this government is corrupt and it's divisive and it's led by a liar and the fish rots from the head and we have a rotten government. Just a couple of other quick things, because I know how phenomenally busy you are at the moment, but in terms of the response you get, I got, I'm interested to hear, because I, online it's gone wild, absolutely wild. So I'm interested, partly I'd like to know, have other Labour MPs, what have they said privately? Because there's not been much public response, I have to say. Angela Rayner did allude to what happened by saying that Labour, um, that wherever he's called out, Boris Johnson is, is a liar. Um, but I'm interested in the response from Labour MPs. But also... That what it's what does it say that public response? Because if I'm I'll put this to you, Dawn. I'll just say it bluntly. A lot of people don't think the Labour leadership is offering a proper um, opposition at the moment to the Conservative Party. So people at the moment, whenever they see any just someone being able to stick it to the Tories, they're like, "Thank goodness!" It's like coming up for water. That's how people feel. They're like, "Somewhat, someone's got the guts and the courage to do this," you know. And that's partly it. Do you not think, so I'm interested what Labour MPs do you think are thinking about it, but isn't it the case that a lot of people looked at what you did and thought, finally, there's someone in the Labour Party who's got some guts, who's going to stick it to the Tories, and that's what the Labour leadership's failing to do? Um, well, I feel everybody's frustration because I, too, am frustrated. And I mean, being a backbencher is so liberating. So, you know, I have been liberated to um, do do what I like, when I like and how I like. Um, and I am team Labour through and through. And I believe that we should be fighting for a Labour government. But we do that by outlining uh, what a Labour government would do, what we would look like, uh, how it would affect people's lives. And we do that also by calling out this corrupt, racist, enabling government. And it's frustrating that there's a lot of sort of niceties around or, you know, we are not a unity government. We are Her Majesty's official opposition. And this government needs to be held to account. It has been 19 months. In the first two months, fine. You can give the government leeway. It was a very difficult time. Nobody knew what was coming next. But I sit on the Science and Technology Committee and I can tell you that from our very first meeting about COVID and the pandemic and watching the government's press conferences, I knew they were not being straight with the people of our country. I knew it. I knew it not because I'm super clever. I knew it because I was listening to the scientists and I was reading papers and documents. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. If I'm reading this information from WHO, from the scientists, and I'm 
gleaning this information. Why ain't you? And you've got a whole load of people working for you. And it's just me sitting in my front room, you know, reading it late into the night thinking, all right, okay, that's what's going to happen next. That's what's going to happen. So why isn't the government being honest about it? And I think, I, 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 not even that I think, it's very clear that they had other plans and other, uh, other, you know, other roads to travel, let's say, you know, and I think the corruption that's been highlighted by the Good Law Project tells you everything you need to know about this government. Last question. Now, you're probably going to hate me for this, but I don't care. I can read through the comments on both Facebook and YouTube as people are watching this. And it is literally full of people going, basically, I wish Dawn was leader of the Labour Party. Now, I know there's not a vacancy. So you can take that one away. I'm just wondering, would you ever, maybe one day, the idea of being leader of the Labour Party, is that ever something that maybe could it be? All I'm saying is a lot of people are saying it. It's literally, if I hadn't have asked you, then I would be failing in my job and there'd be some sort of riot on YouTube and Facebook because it is literally loads. I was very proud to vote for myself as uh, deputy leader. But I mean, what do you think? Would Would you ever consider being leader of the Labour Party? What's your thoughts on that? So, I mean, I when I stood to be deputy leader, I stood because I wanted to uh, change how the party, um, well, not even change, continue as we were in terms of communicating with members. I wanted to grow the party. I wanted us to have life and energy, and I wanted to be a part of that. And I and I felt I could do that, you know, as deputy leader. Um, I I have no intention of standing for leader of the Labour Party. I don't have the patience to deal with all the bullshit to be quite frank um so yes i i have i don't know might get ugly but um i <laughs> i i want i just want the party to be to be to be better do you know what i mean i i want i want us to be better as a labor party i want us to you know you know every time the conservatives say uh the vaccine rollout has done really well and we should be you know we should be applauded for that i'm like well the nhs is a socialist endeavor you know the tories voted against it because they didn't want it because it was socialism in plain sight so what you're saying is socialism delivered a really good vaccine rollout yay let's talk about it let's talk about it in a terms that people can understand that what we've done as a as a labor party and when we were in government as stuff that has stood the test of time and has been good for our country. And we can do that again if we get into power. Very diplomatic answer. Um, <laughs> lots of people already coming up with the slogans, a new dawn. I mean, they write themselves, really, to be honest with you. <laughs> we'll revisit it maybe some other time. But seriously, Dawn, it's been a massive, massive pleasure. You do have a massive army of fans and people, again, as I said, saw someone who stood up and said what needed to be said got gaslit essentially by parliamentary procedure um but the prime minister is a liar he's a proven liar he lies as we've said as a basic instrument of political rule and governance in this country as does his party facilitated by much of the media you called them out and you suffered the consequences because that's the country we live in uh but it won't be we'll one day get justice and we will be able to speak the truth and those like yourself, who stood up against Tory lies, I think will be remembered for doing the right thing, regardless of the cost. So thank you so, so much, Dawn, and uh, look after yourself, and uh, I'll speak to you soon.
Thanks, Zoe. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you found that informative, educational, uh, interesting, and I certainly did. Uh, do support us on Patreon to keep the show on the road, uh, forward slash orangejones84. Leave us some stars. That'd be nice. Spread the word. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. <laughs>